drink your milk and take your vitamins. Hey, this is Drew here with my best friend, Derek. Hello. Back again. Um, Ashley, MIA, she's pulling a Derek and <laughs> uh, missing the podcast for a couple weeks in a row, but that's great. Summer vacations are important and we want to support her in all her endeavors. So we're here, um, just the two of us again this week. And bringing you new release, a TV and sometimes movie podcast where each week we watch something new and then decide if we want more. This is episode 172. I don't think I've been saying that the last couple of weeks, so we need credit for that. 172, baby. Yep. Um, 172, as we established last week, um, Derek was on hiatus for... Five weeks of real time, but 16 years of <laughs> perceived time. So we do have some history starting to build up with the new format, um, which is why we like to look back at things we've started watching for the podcast and um, see if we continue to watch them. Last week, we watched The Horror of Dolores Roach, the show on Amazon Prime about a woman who... Um, gets out of jail and um, probably starts murdering people, but we haven't seen that yet. So, Derek, I think both of us were kind of a tentative yes to watch more. Um, did you watch any more? Yeah, we were definitely. Yeah, uh, I did not watch another episode, <clears throat> so okay. I did not fulfill the assignment for this episode, at least for for Dolores Roach. Yeah. Um, uh- I don't know why. I, I actually kind of forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> which, well, which is not a good sign. However, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not the best at uh, keeping up with TV. So this is it's ironic that that I'm on this this podcast. However, that brings a unique perspective. <clears throat> yeah, totally. I mean, I think everyone has situations like this now where they watch something new. If you can binge it, which you could with Dolores Roach, mm-hmm. um, then you might just like fly through it. But if you don't, because there's no weekly schedule, there's no like um, pressure to watch it onto the next thing, etc. Like I did the exact same thing. I was pretty um, intrigued by the first episode. I definitely kind of wanted to just see um, where the plot was going. But and you know we both like the the lead performance a lot. But it it was just immediately on to you know watching movies, watching other TV, watching shows that like I already have more of a relationship with, like um, uh, Righteous Gemstones on Max, and catching back up with uh, Reservation Dogs, which that that was a show I loved, and I just like stopped halfway through season two a, a, a year ago. <laughs> so I was it. like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, even even if you really like a show, sometimes you just lose momentum um one show that i did not lose momentum on though um that we watched recently was the bear as listeners know Mm. i powered right through season two actually was halfway ish last time we checked in and um where where were you at on the bear and derek so i so that is one thing that i did 
follow through with is uh, starting season two of the bear. Uh, I stopped at episode one. Yeah. Uh, to kind of keep with the same you know format as as when you first did the the bear po- podcast. But so I'm in uh, episode one, and cool. it's already it's already wrote me in, and I will absolutely be binging that. <clears throat> yeah. And it's all out, right? It's all out. Um, awesome. ten episodes. Yeah. For some reason, I got to episode eight when I was watching it, and I <laughs> thought it was the last one. So I like. Oh, I love um, when that happens. Actually, I even started like listening to a podcast or reading something about it, and almost <laughs> <laughs> spoiled myself. But um, yeah, there's ten episodes. They all came out at once, and it's been really interesting because like our our friend Oliver, um, friend of the podcast just finished it this week i've been talking to people for over the past month i mean i know a lot of people kind of wanted it to be a different release schedule this time so that they Mm -hmm. could force people to drag it out ashley kind of expressed that sentiment on the podcast um but regardless people are watching it at a few different paces and it's really going to be exciting to hear even if it takes you a couple more weeks of of real time we can get updates on um the podcast here each time you you hit a new point in the in the season so that'll be fun sure yeah so anyway uh just a quick thought or my thoughts on on the first episode fucking totally wrote me in like i said um the acting is great the cast is amazing uh the pace is great it's just yeah it's just a clean like really clean like well put together show it's great do you are you worried that um you know from the first season uh, like it was really intense and stressful and sometimes <laughs> an anxiety producing show like i think even like our friend oliver again like he was either both taking his time and kind of uh dreading it a little bit because he thought it might be be stressful to watch it so are you worried about that um <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> episode one has an alarm yeah. going off for two minutes straight at least yeah. like screen time yeah um yes it's gonna be stressful but yeah yeah it, it definitely takes you on a on a journey so that's that's re- a really cool aspect of the show and, and unfortunately part of that journey is anxiety and stress so but and- uh yeah, <laughs> it's it's inherent to the situation, obviously, that the characters are in the high pe- uh, pressure. It's fun to like watch a high pressure show that's not about like a heist or um, a kidnapping or like something that has relatable stakes that people, you know, have actually experienced like working maybe not in um, the highest level Michelin star style restaurant uh, environment, but most people have worked in service and can kind of relate to the pressure of, of that environment. So it's, it's relatable, even though it is very heightened. Yeah. Yeah. And my boy, Maddie Matheson is in it at least so far he's in it. He, so he was a discovery for me with the first season, but I know he was like a pretty prominent, um, you're a big YouTube guy. So he was a yeah. prominent chef and chef personality on YouTube. You were right when you watched season one, you already were familiar with him, right? Yeah, it was just a coincidence, I guess, uh, that I had started to binge his uh, his content on YouTube. Yeah. And so he was helping behind the scenes in season one for the, uh, you know, the, from the culinary aspect. Yep. 
And I guess, uh, I mean, we mentioned it in our previous new release when we talked about it, right? We did an episode on this on the bear before Maybe. like season one, right? I'm not sure why we would have talked about it, but it's possible. Yeah. Um, maybe we had come back to present day. Yeah. In our in our previous uh, version of new release. Anyway, um, he wasn't supposed to be an actor in the show, but he was on set and they needed somebody, I guess, a comedic actor. And he fulfilled that role and he, he does. He does it well. He's and so he's, good. He's I a, mean, and he's a character like he looks like a, you know, he's tatted up big, you know, round dude. Yeah. He makes sense on screen, too. So it's cool to see him. Acting. He's so charismatic in his YouTube videos and just oh, like yeah. this, like high energy, manic, like um, <laughs> crazy dude, like that see like comes off intentionally like he's like tripping or just yeah. like he's like vulgar he's like That's not like a, a not like a gordon ramsay well gordon ramsay is vulgar i guess but like has a, just a crazy ball of energy that yes. it could go could explode at any moment right and no, on the show he's like forced to that that comes through but he's forced to you know play an actual down. character yeah 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 he's definitely not, just not himself. playing himself Although I, I imagine he's uh, ad libbing some shit, yeah. But is yeah, it ad libbing? Uh, improving ad libbing. Improving, yeah. yeah. Both both work. Okay. I actually hadn't um, heard of him. I know I also got um, Jamie, a uh, friend of the podcast, um, invested in his cooking content um, after the first season. And um, actually, when we talked about the bear uh, just a month ago. She hadn't. She didn't know he was any of the any of what we're talking about. Any of what, what you're bringing up. So I'm excited for her yeah. to see that side of him as well. So we might better get an update on <laughs> Maddie Matheson's uh, food channel in the future yeah. from and then, on the podcast. I, yeah, we don't need to go into more detail because we should definitely talk about I am a Virgo. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Maddie Matheson did do a YouTube series called The Beef. And, about the uh, restaurant the first one basically yeah uh it's him and, and another chef that was on set uh maddie and coco mm -hmm. uh anyway they they did a bunch of chicago inspired foods some of it from the show is it it's a really cool uh series so i would recommend anybody listening if you like the bear you like maddie matheson check it out it's kind of some additional content that the bear has that they don't really uh market or you know advertise right. so right on yeah um okay so that's previously on yeehaw as you mentioned um i'm gonna play the trailer for this week's show and then you can give a little summary of the first episode if you want all right so, here we go i am a virgo that's true you know you're a big motherfucker all the wear and tear that you're putting on this house i mean just leaning on the walls you're putting holes in them and i gotta fix this shit myself because i don't want nobody to see your big ass the world is not ready yet i have to get out of here yeah, I'll stop us there. So, um, yeah, what what do you want to say about the premise? It's probably pretty easy to describe. 
<laughs> but yeah, we'll get into yeah. the commentary, but the, the literal premise. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> so the premise, uh, not not an explanation or, you know, not a synopsis of the first episode, uh, but spoilers for sure. Um, yeah. So go watch the episode. Well, just listen. Well, always we're going to be spoiling at least one episode yeah. or the concept of the show. But in this case, right. definitely only we've only episode watched one. one episode. So, yeah. Um, so the show's synopsis, uh, you know, in my words, would be uh, <laughs> you've got a 13 foot tall black man named Cootie who's uh, growing up fast, getting bigger fast in Oakland, Cali, California, um, kind of being sheltered because he's different and a giant. And yep. he's starting to learn about like how the world works outside of being sheltered and some of that's good and some of it's bad and he's kind of like this one-off person that exists and uh people are digging him i'm sure people aren't gonna like him but a lot of uh i, I don't even know if you call it undertones for you know being a, a an important big black man in yeah. in the you know the current fucking world yeah you agree with some of that oh absolutely i mean yeah, yeah the um the commentary or the op uh the potential for commentary in this like very uh, surrealist ridiculous heightened world because even the, the the visual execution of the show i'm sure this was appealing to you uh, feels um people have compared it to michelle gondry the eternal sunshine um oh type yeah. of Oh, yeah. set design like it's it's very handmade um but like ev literally every image of the show is just like the contrast of size between this yeah 13 14 foot dude in uh, a car he's bench pressing a yeah. priest he's he's <laughs> doing curls with kegs they have to build him a new house so that like he can fit inside of it and they has yeah. friends over and they're like swallowed, <laughs> not literally, but like figuratively swallowed by the couch. Yeah, um, they, they have to climb up onto the couch to get yeah. into it. And they're tiny <laughs> so, and he's just chilling there. Yeah. So, I mean, like one, it's just kind of like fun, um, very inventive um, um, set design and production value. Um, yeah. But two, yeah, like we don't know the full story of that. Well, we we know enough to know there's more to the story about why his parents are sheltering him. Yeah. Um, but we don't know like exactly what the rules of this this world are. We just know that, yeah, if someone in a um, marginalized population is going to be a figure of this stature, they would be even <laughs> potentially more of a target, even more, you know, like they could be celebrated, but they could also be um, broken uh, down, taken down and even yeah. even more of a target. And we know there's like this white, rich superhero dude who's literally like flies around in a jetpack, and his suit is all white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he, but he only sees black and white. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He doesn't see in color. <laughs> uh, some, he, yeah. He's got a speech. He's on TV and Cootie's watching it. Right. Yeah. And he's like, some people see all spectrums of color. I only see in black and white, and I don't even see gray. Gray yeah. is, I forget what he says about gray, but yeah, it's some fucked up shit, you know? Well, I mean, if you take it into the, the context of our real world here in 2023 and over the past, well, in the light of media and stuff over the last several years, but obviously for the last fucking forever, 
it's it's it's, it's, it's sort of know. analogous to um i didn't mean to interrupt but sort no, of no, analogous to like saying all lives matter if you right because exactly. it reminds me of a quote on the office where like um <laughs> steve carell's uh often ignorant and often misguided character yeah. says something like I'm colorblind because he only sees he doesn't see blue collar and white collar workers <laughs> or something. But the point is like of of why it's problematic to say to say that is that yeah. you're ignore that means you're ignoring that people are treated differently because exactly. of color. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's ignorance in by definition. Um mm-hmm. so this guy like he he also holds a gun to his head during the interview and and freaks out the the person doing the interview is clearly unhinged. Yeah, I mean, unhinged enough to to turn into a vigilante, you know, a, theoretically a hero, but yeah, um, yeah, too much power uh, in the wrong hands could be misused, and yeah, um, so so there's that kind of that kind of heightened energy in the show as well, which is fun. He's reading uh, Cootie, the main character's like reads a lot of comic books. He's kind of like training himself up to be, um potentially like a heroic figure like the, he idolizes um figures oh, yeah. from comic books and um we i, I want to talk about the end of the episode uh sure. shortly but we do see in the middle of the episode when his parents <clears throat> like when he first starts sneaking out of the house that his parents have collected these news clippings of giants from different generations yep. being killed yep. and eventually like they i think did, did you take that scene as like they this was real they weren't like just trying to scare him that was like a legit no, concern yeah that those were legit news articles you know it's kind of well yeah you know i don't know how much we want to like really tie it into our real world i mean i think that's the point a big point of the show yeah but you know you would think like uh martin luther king jr would be one of those big black men that were killed you know exactly like metaphorically and then yeah and then yeah. and then in this world like yeah giants of history basically yeah. and oh, yeah, these are black history yeah giants of um <laughs> stature in history yeah. and um they make easy targets in a sense so um so yeah his parents are like sheltering him for seemingly good reasons but what is oh i also wanted to mention before we get into more of the plot the um the reason you know the the commentary is important to the mission of the show is that Boots Riley created the show. He made another movie, Sorry to Bother You, which has a lot of commentary on the black experience. His parents um, were activists, and he's a community activist. So without having read too much of what he said about the show, mm-hmm. that is just like one of his um, animating reasons to be a creator we 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 can assume that <laughs> yeah fucking mad respect and I, I watched a quick clip on youtube and you can see it in his eyes too man he's got yeah he's got a lot of heart and like definitely takes this show serious even though it's you know i mean in some parts like light, lighthearted and silly yeah but yeah. <laughs> like it means it means something to him which is which is rad i mean obviously he's a creator he created it so yeah um, um yeah so really, i mean what oh go really ahead quick go ahead. yeah so you mentioned eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is there anybody that was involved in that film that's involved in this show because uh you mentioned the like size differences you know in in eternal sunshine there's a point where joel's underneath the 
the kitchen table mm-hmm. and Clementine's like his babysitter and he's tiny, but he's still yeah. like Joel adult just in kids clothes. And, yeah. and then, you know, obviously then there's the size differences. However, there's also a portion in this, in the first episode in Joel's dreamland in eternal sunshine, the faces have like no mouths and no eyes. And they did a very, very, I mean, if not spot on uh, replica of that in this right in the first episode. So I, I wonder if it's just a, an homage and a um, mm, he's yeah. a big fan of uh, so Michelle Gondry directed that. But and Spike or Spike Jones um, has also worked with him a lot with where the wild things are with the, all these like handmade sets. Be kind, rewind. Um mm. And then Charlie Kaufman has worked with him as well. So they all have like that surrealist visual style, but I don't, that's a great question. I wonder if there's actually any of the, um, the same, even if it's just the behind the scenes, less known, um, uh, artists that that those guys collaborate with. I wonder if if Riley, you know, has a relationship with any of them. Yeah. And if nothing else, then maybe you're right. Just homage. Yeah. Um, cool. so yeah, but I've always loved that aesthetic, like, um, science of sleep is another one, um, yep. that feels very, um, dreamlike at the same time as like not using special effects. Um, so it all, it feels like everything is done for the most part with some kind of like, um, scale and proportion where you put the camera and, and, and then obviously a lot of just like set design where, um, they have a small car or like i honestly i don't know it's it's kind of it's actually really impressive how seamless everything is blended into the into the world because every frame that this this um 13 foot foot person is in like everyone else i mean it, it just dwarfs everything like and it's not cgi um, right. as far as i know right. um so i yeah so i figured that would be uh something you latched on to oh, in the yeah. show and- yeah, and Eternal Sunshine is my favorite film. So this is translating to it, and it's just instantly, totally roped in. I mean, so would it? I, okay. I can't wait to watch watch the rest of the season. Yeah, and so we'll we'll, we'll give our verdict, yeah, obviously. We'll, we'll um, but and we'll also we also have Ashley's um, written review, which is maybe mm. not as enthusiastic as ours. So that'll <laughs> be we'll we'll address that. But I want to since you mentioned the second episode, this one ends on a cliffhanger with his parents opening up. Like once they've realized he's he's now got a, too much of a, a taste for the outside world, a literal taste for Bing Bang Burgers now, which he didn't <laughs> like. Um, uh, he is. They can't shelter him anymore, so they open up this like cabinet of um, futuristic-looking guns, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That that is the cliffhanger. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, they don't give any con- context to it, right? It's just it looks like a gigantic like laser gun, Nerf yeah. laser beam gun. I don't know. Which be, between that and the other superhero, the or the maybe supervillain um, uh, guy that we see throughout the episode, we kind of maybe assume this could turn into something more like the boys potentially, where there are superheroes in the world and and um, just kind of uh, pandemonium ensues, but otherwise it's kind of somewhat of a realistic world. 
Um, sure. And maybe even a little bit of like Scott Pilgrim, just kind of like mm-hmm. ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the guns just they're they don't look like normal normal weapons. That's for sure. So it could be some wild fucking fights. Which means his parents like they they said something in the episode about you have to wait till you're 21. Hmm. Um, they've also been telling him. This, uh, like we said with the the scrapbook of giants that were killed they were also feeding him some in misinformation about like if you're a black person that goes up walks outside without um a job you automatically get arrested which <laughs> right right his friends were like oh that's not exactly the case <laughs> even though it's too close to the case for comfort right um, right <laughs> so um they were they know a lot more than they've told him. And at some point they were going to like help him <laughs> fulfill some kind of destiny. It seems like sure. um, they just didn't, they just were hoping it would, you know, he could, they could hold out as long as they could. Yeah. Um, one one thing that just what something that you just said reminded me of is uh, his dad painted half the house yellow to indicate that uh cootie you can like you can walk around in here you're not going to break anything you know your head's not going to go through the ceiling and then uh and then they end up building him his own like adu unit but then when he's uh when cootie's drunk as fuck uh he's walking the yellow line (laughs) in the middle of the street he's just (laughs) like stay on the yellow stay on the yellow oh that's so funny (laughs) i didn't even really pick up on that that's clever yeah because he goes out and drinks for the first time, presumably, and parties, and here's, um, but and here's a base for the first time. He has like a really a gets, in a, gets in an argument with his parents because it's like, it's a, he he says it's abuse to have never um, experienced base at this subwoofers. point. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, subwoofers. <laughs> that's um, it, man. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, there's really funny stuff in the in the episode that's just kind of like, um you know music and hip-hop and 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 stuff is is important to uh the film the creator's culture and so like <laughs> just just kind of imagining the the random things that someone would have been sheltered from it's not like the the burgers are probably the most prominent thing in the episode it's just some kind of like fast food burger that keeps getting advertised like a big mac um right. and then he finally has it and it's pretty underwhelming because I guess he eats like a relatively healthy diet. Exactly. Yeah. And then he <laughs> finds out his parents ate it. I mean, we already kind of glossed over that, yeah. but I, I I knew he wasn't going to like it when he fucking smashed six of them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The way he eats is like <laughs> a monster would eat, I guess. I mean, I'm not calling him a monster, but like a giant would eat. Um, yeah. You gotta, you gotta he, he just shoves it into his mouth like six at a time. Yeah. His hand is like too. his hand could hold like twenty of them. Yeah, yeah. Or like he shovels know. food into his mouth because he has to eat a lot to <laughs> um, keep up with his <laughs> metabolism, uh, presumably. Um, so yeah, here's here's what Ashley said. Um, she loved it ver- visually, but thought that it fell flat overall. She was hmm. starting to watch the second episode, but but cut it off because some of the things that didn't resonate with her were the, um, the bingo bango burger bullshit. I like that alliteration from her. Okay. And his parents telling him lies to protect him. Um, 
surprised he didn't have major scoliosis because he has to hunch over in restaurants. <laughs> like, I, I would summarize her, you know, feedback as like, oh, and I didn't care about any of the characters. I would summarize it as like the it's intentionally in a um a visually um such a non realistic world uh, right. at times that you might it might have the opposite the unintended effect of not allow like keeping you detached from the characters like is it is it supposed to be funny is it like why is there a superhero i mean why is there a guy in a jetpack like sure the things that are really um fan- fantastical may might take you out of the things that are meant to be realistic commentary on on someone's experience so mm-hmm. i don't know any of that can you see that perspective or um or or what i mean i think is going to what she said about no, she didn't care for any of the characters. I think you're not supposed to really like most of the characters yeah. and you're just getting to know Cootie. I mean, his parents are, you know, just textbook parents for the most part. Minus yeah. they know something what's that's up. They've got a history with, with uh giant giants. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't really, I, yeah. I don't agree. <laughs> I, I would say um, we can go ahead and transition to whether or not we want more because mm-hmm. I have maybe skepticism of whether it'll sustain. But anyway, yeah, let's just answer the the question at hand. Do you do you want more of I'm a Virgo? Absolutely. I'm going to actually watch another episode this evening. Yeah. And yeah, interesting that you say you're skeptical if it if it might continue on i don't know i think it's easy for it to continue on but we'll see um Uh, definitely a good introduction to this world to this you know this concept of uh oh and also the pisces i think it's a pisces this chick that he meets and everything she does is just like super fast so she's making like she's making food at a restaurant and all you see is just her arms just like blurry and she's making food tossing it out so it's not like so you know there are other like uh special humans too i yeah i don't know is that yeah i think that's supposed to or potentially going to be a love interest and like oh yeah he well it's definitely he's infatuated immediately but there's also this connection so his real his birth mom isn't his parent his the mom on the show Right, I don't think he's so. asking about his birth mom. Like, did she eat these burgers? There's, there's more to the bingo, bango burger bullshit, um, as Ashley put it, <laughs> than meets the eye. Because, like, sure, when he he has that he has that experience when he goes in, and like, there's going to be some kind of connection to his past or to his his mom or something. Hmm. Um, there, I would I would assume uh, that we're going to learn about and. I totally agree that uh, I can't wait to watch more. This isn't yeah. the kind of like initial interest in Dolores Roach that I, I knew was kind of going to fade. If I had been real more honest with myself, I probably could have yeah. predicted I wasn't going to watch more, but sure. I was trying to <laughs> trying to be optimistic. In this case, I'm absolutely going to oh, watch yeah. more. And the only thing I'm worried about is just kind of like the plot stuff. Like, is this going to turn into just him being um 
like a vigilante superhero that has to show down against the um the rich guy like is it going to turn into a different type of show like what kind of show sure. is it going to turn into like um so I, sure I, I hope that they yeah. it throws some curveballs and like the viewer might think that it might be like that but it's something completely different like that would be fucking rad or yeah or you know they do yeah i don't know it's just curiosity is absolutely it well you know and just loving the first episode love for the first episode and curiosity for what's to come i guess is a good mixture for 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 the first first episode of a show it's also going to be interesting like will the um novelty of the visuals you know everything mm. you described loving like do you need eternal sunshine the eight up the seven episode i guess in this case sure. series will that like wear off uh, over time and and not be mm-hmm. as is exciting because it is, is if you're going to have an extended series um right you need more story and, and character development than sure. a two-hour movie so yeah and like also what else can they introduce visually right which is fucking I'm super, super stoked to to find out. I'm, I bet there's some awesome stuff to come. Yeah, exactly. Like the the they'll come up with new creative um, ideas. I'm sure you'll yeah. just get a little used to the fact that like, okay, it won't be that yeah. funny to see him sitting on a car again. Right, but, sitting on yeah, sitting on the back of a car. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, we're in agreement. This is. Yep. Uh, I also should have mentioned this show came out on Prime. At the end of June, so we're a couple weeks oh, wow. um, okay. back. It was also a um, full uh, season release of seven episodes. This first episode's f- like forty minutes long, but then it looks like most of the future ones are under thirty. Um, okay. So it's not going to be like a long. It's like a long movie, effectively. Cool. Um, and um, we'll see how much we watch by next week. But I think it sounds like we'll both have have watched more by then. Sweet. Which brings us to um, coming soon. Um, we have the show we've been teasing for three weeks now, full circle on Max as an option. I don't know if you have the uh, the document open here, but you don't really need it. Um, one it. other one that might intrigue you. Um, have you heard about this uh, Sean White docu-series on Max? No, I have not. The last run what it- yeah it's called the no. last run there's four episodes i think this was filmed like around the lead up to the last winter olympics oh where he retired yeah yeah oh shit i mean i'm absolutely watching that regardless yeah. of the podcast yeah i mean it's it's four hours basically it's four hour long episodes yeah. so i think it could make for a good um topic i know you and i had a lot of fun um way back discussing the tony hawk one exactly it's more or less kind of the same concepts i Mm -hmm. I think sean white Um, is absolutely on par uh with tony hawk in 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 uh extreme sports for sure so that that i'm so in i did not know about that hell yeah okay well that'll be um since ashley's off um i think that's my vote as well i'm just kind of less stoked about this full circle show um (laughs) So what's full circle again? Remind me. Uh, it's like a thriller, like a you know, it looks like a dark um, kidnapping thriller or something. Kind of like I was describing earlier, where the stakes are not something a normal person has ever experienced. I'm sure it's good. It's made by Soderbergh, mm. 
but um, uh, I would think I would be excited for for uh, the last run, right. and then um, then we'll finally after that could be able to dive into the <laughs> the twisted metal extended universe oh, yeah. with that show. I can't um, wait for that either. <laughs> yeah, but that won't be out by the next time we record. So, okay, right. let's do it. Um, I'll Sean inform, White. we'll inform Ashley and see if if she can um get hype for it. Oh, uh, she'll uh, get hype. She's a snowboarder. Yeah, right? exactly. She is. I mean, I'll be the the odd person out with actual Good, snowboarding finally. experience. <laughs> we also need to. Um, we can invite him on or just talk to Logan, our friend, about this. Oh, because sure. Yeah, he basically grew up near. Um. Sean White grew up and grew up with four, you know, four brothers, one of four brothers where they all were snowboarding, like parallel timeline to where he was obviously a big influence just in snowboarding culture right when they were getting into it. So I bet he has thoughts as he often does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you were like on a parallel track with skateboarding you know like just the rise of these these um really big figures in um extreme sports yeah you want to call them that um right on well that'll be next week if you want to hear that discussion and um hear what we're going to be watching all summer long and beyond then you can subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on apple or spotify or any other podcast platform derek that's jack and the beanstalk that's a wrap